Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Hi, everybody. I'm Katherine Pierce, and I'm the Poet Laureate for the state of Mississippi. Welcome to the Mississippi Poetry Podcast, a podcast where poetry comes alive for listeners. Across the country and the world, poets are writing right now and creating vibrant, important poems that enlighten, entertain, challenge, and comfort. Some of these incredible poets have roots right here in Mississippi. Each episode of the Mississippi Poetry Podcast will feature a different poet with Mississippi connections. We'll hear a poem, learn about how it was written, and chat a bit about poetry and beyond. I'm very happy to have Jermaine Thompson on the podcast today, and Jermaine's bio itself reads like a poem. Born in Louisville, Mississippi, Jermaine Thompson learned language from big-armed women who greased their skillets with gossip and from full-bellied men who cursed and prayed with the same fervor. He's been writing poetry since he was 13. Inspired by having to memorize Langston Hughes' Harlem for a Black history program at his Presbyterian church home. Germain loves language for what it creates, what it destroys, what it binds in heaven, and for what it looses on earth. Germain, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk about poems with me today. Very glad to be here. It is my extreme joy <laughs> and pleasure to be here with you. Well, I'm so happy to get to talk to you about your work and about poems in general. So, all right, as you know, I like to start off with a non-poetry question, though, first, so we can get to know our poets a little bit better. So this is my question for you. As you know, poets are attuned to the various senses, and we think a lot about, we think a lot about the senses, all of them. So what is one of your favorite sounds? What is a sound of something that you just really love? I've been thinking about tree frogs a lot lately. Um, so like growing up, we used to always, which was in the summertime, they'd be like tree frogs, like stuck to our screen door, like at some point in the uh, summertime afternoon, but it got like progressively less and less as years went on. So like I miss the sound of tree frogs, but like the things that still exist, I would say just the boring like rain <laughs> like just rain falling uh against like you know metal um and how like percussive yet um sonically orchestral it is uh and a third one is like the sound of the amplifier coming on like that buzz Ooh. before like you plug like the guitar or you know um, the microphone into it that sound is uh very much a core memory uh for me as well that's a really good one. I don't think I've ever thought specifically about that isolated sound, but you're right. It's such a, it's such a particular thing. I love that. I also think that you maybe need to start a poem with that sentence that you said, you said, you said, I've been thinking about tree frogs a lot lately. And I feel like that needs to be an opening. I'm writing that down. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> do. I really, I really think you might need to write that poem. Uh, I love that. All right. So can you tell us what you're going to be reading for us today and maybe just briefly set up the poem and then you can go right into to reading it. All right. So I'm going to be reading a poem about my mom. Uh, we're reciting it and reading it. Uh, it's called uh, when my therapist asked, yeah, I was just inspired by trying to give an ode to her. I've written about my dad a lot and I really, really written about her. 
Uh, so I gave some time to like maybe just tap into the childhood memory of, you know, mom and her church singing and tried to capture the sound of, you know, the whelm of a church service. Uh, so I went into the poem. I hope I can get through that stumbling. It's been, been a long day. When my therapist asked what I love most about my mother, I said, my mama can sing. My mama sings like spring cinematic sequence in full bloom, you know, like time-lapse lilies pushing through seed and soil, like a satyr put down his reed pipe to hoof organ pedals. Mama sings like she's got trombone, like she his alarm clock, like she cupped her hands to the hole in his side and and coated her throat with surely he died on Calvary. The way my mama sang, ain't no waiting for the good part. It's all peach cobbler corners. It's all fried green tomatoes on white bread. The way mama sang, snatches collars and wigs. It will take you there and bring you back like ark, like covenant, like bring the fatted calf, like fire, like ancestors shut up in my bones. Mama sings, there's a lily in the valley bright as a morning star and she's saying ain't go let nobody turn me round turn me round with chord changes and octave riffs like getting to the promised land ain't nothing but a run away like crossing the chilly jordan ain't nothing but a run away like crying holy ghost power could be the report of some pistol some Moses had hid beneath her skirt tails. Mama sings with her head back like river run on. Mama sings with her eyes closed like river run on. Mama sings with her fists clenched like father. I stretch like storm clouds like death. Ain't nothing but a run in her Sunday stockings. And it's too hot in this house for stockings anyway. Thank you. You're welcome. Man, uh, can you tell us something about the writing of that poem, something about where it came from, or some element of craft in there, something you were thinking about as you were writing it? Um, I definitely wanted, with well, the last, like the, the crescendo with the running, I wanted that to be a key feature in the poem, um, to play on the idea of the, the vocal run, but also the bodily run um also wanted to tap into like the just the the legacy of spirituality the ritual of it um and how i guess for black people and running is part of that ritual of spirituality as well um so i definitely wanted to connect myself to my mother to the past through the idea of you know the black church or just church in general and how the songs just represent the songs and the notes and the words is actually a, a call back to some connectivity that we all kind of need and depend on you know just to center and ground ourselves thank you and i noticed um when you, cause I'd seen a video of you doing that poem. Um, and in the video, you sang a little bit in the poem. I, I noticed you chose not to sing this time. I was a little disappointed. This is true. The singing, I felt it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> just, it just weren't feeling it today. Mind wanted to, but like the, the, <laughs> the, the day was like, mm, no, maybe not this time. Maybe, I understand. Maybe, let the people go find it. And hear the hear the voice out online with the people go find it. <laughs> oh well, thank you. I mean, that poem is so 
it's doing so many things at once. And I, you're talking about um, all these different elements that are kind of being pulled together in this poem and the way it builds and builds and builds. And I really love the way it builds to the end. And then it ends with that idea of it's too hot anyway. And it's just this like great turn or twist right at the end of the poem. And I just love where it stops. It's such a great energy to that poem. Thank you. And this is probably the toughest part to get to is the ending because I was, I doubted it for a while. Like I was like, because I'm one of those circularity people. Like does the beginning and the end match up? And does the, can the reader follow me from beginning to end? But it was like, if one of my um, friends from college kind of gave me confidence to keep that ending. Uh, and he was like, he's very much a theologian. He has a degree in theology and, and divinity and whatnot. And he was like, I felt the, I, I, he was reminded of his own uh, experience in black church where sometimes those small wind churches do get too hot and you're questioning why you have a full suit on <laughs> in, in, in the house of the Lord or why we all have all these, you know, you know, three piece and buttoned up and it's going to come off anyway. So just, yeah. So I think that ending is, is definitely, um, I, I would say, like we say in workshop, well-earned. It's, it's, yep. Yep. It, it's a well-earned ending. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Well, so what is a piece of advice that you would give to poets who are starting out or maybe some people who are already writing poems, but want to kind of keep their, that practice going? Um, I think one of the things that I've had to, I guess, come to grips with is, you know, my own language association. Um, like what I find unique about language might not be what someone else finds unique about language. Um, but you know what kind of poet you are, you, you need to be mining all the language, like snatch words from, you know, TV shows and songs. And, you know, sometimes there are moments in, you know, um, lyrics that just sound sonically, rhythmically pleasing. Like I remember there was a name for a girl in college, she, like just her name was like very much like, I like your name because it's very rhythmic. So, from, yeah. so like find the rhythm wherever, um, snatch language from wherever, um, and don't be afraid of your own unique voice. Um, that's some advice. Like, don't try to be Patricia Smith. Don't try to be Jericho Brown. You gotta, you gotta be you. Uh, even people tell you you sound like those people. <laughs> like, don't get caught up in that. I've I've heard like Kevin Young comparisons like ad nauseum. I'm like, okay. It's like, ah, I'd rather be too bad. Um but yeah, just always be attuned and pointed toward language and find the the rhythm in it and and just love language. Like you gotta be reading. You you gotta be just listening and taking it all in. Um and figure out how to Capitalize on that language in your own work, uh, because, and and this is one of I think Michael liked this. Your husband, uh, so, um, that whole paradox of and pick, what was it? Paradox of universal particularity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like the more unique it is, the the further it reaches. So don't think you have to just you know bleach your work of uh, anything that's very specific to your own experience for it to you know connect to other people. Like your individuality is what makes you a poet. So lean into it. Absolutely. Thank you. And I love, I love the phrase you talked about mining the language. And I love that image that that conjures up of like 
going down to the caves with a headlamp and just like, you know, a pickaxe and getting the good words and <laughs> those little diamond words. That's great. Well, finally, where could we find more of your work if people wanted to check out some more poems by you? Uh, I currently have like three poems up on this website called The Coop, a poetry collective um, through a Kansas uh, group. It's a website, I think it's sponsored through Duotrope. I have uh, two pieces in New Letters Magazine, I maybe two uh, cycles ago, um, Memorious. One <laughs> of my first publications is still up, uh, I think issue 28. Um, yeah, those places, the pinch. Uh, I like saying now that I'm Googleable. <laughs> I, I was surprised by how Googleable I am. Um, so, <laughs> some things I've done in Kansas City, like um, the Ted Readerer, uh, uh, artist out of New York City. Um, I'm on an album with his. Uh, so, yeah, I. So the main place is Memorious, <laughs> The Coop, uh, Poetry Collective, New Letters, and uh, you can check out Timmy Dura's website. Uh, and I'm, I'm on one of his album called Apocalypse Anthems. I'll put them on there. Thank you. We'll link to some of this stuff in the supplement, too, so folks can easily get to see some of this. So, well, thank you so much, Jermaine Thompson, for coming on the podcast today to talk to me about poems and for giving great advice to poets and just for sharing your your thoughts and your work um it's been so great to talk to you thank you so much this has been a privilege and an honor and a joy because <laughs> you're my dear friend and uh, <laughs> i know it's so much fun to talk to you yes and my love for you is boundless so. it's mutual <laughs> thank you thank you Jermaine and thank you all for listening to the Mississippi Poetry Podcast where poetry comes alive